horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, welcome back for another edition of Winning Ponies. We're so happy to be here. If you weren't listening, it would just be me and this microphone and Josh and just babbling to nobody in particular. But you are here, and that's great. We've got some good racing coming up to look at for you from Belmont Park. Invitation only at least in two of the races. That's right. It's the Belmont Oaks Invitational and the Belmont Derby Invitational. They're both going a mile and a quarter on the weeds for three-year-olds. So we're asking a lot, mile and a quarter, going on the grass, just three-year-olds. And then also for three-year-olds, we're going to turn it back and sprint six and a half in the victory ride and who is here to help us well always willing to lend a hand my original guest had a emergency come up nothing bad but couldn't make it to the microphone uh, our man ed meyer will be uh, joining us for that section of the show where we'll be talking horses and doing some handicapping and before that we've got a first time starter her name is Mary Cage, and she heads up the Wit Partners segment of Windstar Farm. The big question out there is how do we get new owners into the game? Well, Windstar Farm's taking a step forward, and they are offering some very well-bred horses as part of a partnership package, one that's not through the roof, uh, but they make it so at least uh, you got a chance on getting money on your return. I know just last week, uh, one of their wind partners horses ran second in the quarter million dollar Lady Jacqueline stakes at Thistledown. So uh, there's a little bit of a return on their investment. Either way, the excitement of being um, attached to a iconic farm like Windstar is worth the price of admission itself. So Mary Cage from Windstar will be joining us. And uh, there's going to be other graded stakes races over the weekend that Ed and I won't be tackling. And so if you're saying, but John, how do I get help? Who's going to guide me? <laughs> Winning ponies is going to guide you. Go to the easy win forms, folk. Pull them down. You can check on our recent results. We post them all on winningponies.com. But how about this? Today, just north, Woodbine, a 20-cent Super 5 box, returned $2,422. And the fireworks were popping on the 4th of July, not just in your neighborhoods, but at Pimlico, a $1 Super 5 paid $2,600. And at Gulfstream, a $0.20 cent pick 6, $2,346. And let's go to Pimlico. How about this on the 4th? A $1 Super 5. Hope you had this one, folks. $3,700 by using the easy win forms. They're easy to get to. WinningPonies.com. Well, I'm sure Ed and I will be uh, touching on this subject, but 
Happy birthday to you. That's right. Last week it was Ed's. This week, none other than the Iron Man himself, Scootin' Boot Periutes, turned 67 years old, and I give himself a little bit of a birthday present. Rode not one, but two winners at Belterra Park yesterday. So, uh, congratulations to Scootin' Boot Periutes. Um, and again, this will be the last weekend of action at Belmont Park. Uh, and after that, as you all know, things are going to move a little bit north of the border to Saratoga. That's right. Just go up the Hudson River and you're there. Well, folks, all good things must come to an end. And Harvey Pack, the legendary on-air racing personality, passed away at the ripe old age of 94. I didn't realize he was that old. But really, if you think about it, he was a pioneer of the all the on-air racing personalities uh, that we have. But he was a little bit different, kind of a curmudgeon personality, dry sense of humor. But, of course, New York horse players eat that up. And he, he passed away uh, two days ago uh, at his New York City apartment. Um, so he, uh, like so many of us, was a racing fan since he was a young man. Uh, then he became a syndicated writer in the early 70s. You remember when OTB, off-track betting, first began in New York? I know, I was excited about it. And uh, local radio stations started reporting results. And uh, Pack uh, kind of uh, uh, worked his way into the uh, segment of being a pioneer on air uh, through that. He, he uh, used a different approach uh, by giving his results twice a day, kind of like a track announcer, and he developed the pack at the track, a report he sold to WNBC. Then he was hired by Naira, uh, became the host of Thoroughbred Action. Um, a lot of this was East Coast, but you've heard of Harvey Pack, of course, uh, really great book uh may the horse be with you uh that he uh wrote with uh, uh peter fornatale who we've had on the show quite a bit got to get him back on not only to talk about harvey but to talk about his own podcast that he has out there now and some of the great guests he has but anyhow um at saratoga uh he really became an icon for his daily handicapping seminars. And then after he left Naira, he got scooped up by nearby Ciro's, a great restaurant near the spa. Uh, the Daily Racing Forum sponsored that. And uh, so his legend continued with or without Naira. His wife, Joy, was married to him for 70 years. Think of the things she had to put up. But she does say uh, he loved all the people at the track. He had a good life there. So, Harvey Pack, you will be missed from the game of racing. Well, Joel Rosario scores stakes at Prairie Meadows and Belmont Park, and he gets Jockey of the Week honors. And kind of interesting watching some uh, weekday night racing uh, this week. And so Friday night, kick back and watch Prairie Meadows. Of course, uh, we had John Hernandez on. He uh, 
you know, uh, was the uh, host of the on-air personality part of the show. And uh, it was fun to watch. But Rosario went into Prairie Meadows. He had two mounts in the Iowa Festival of Racing. And uh, Mike Maker gave him a leg up in the Iowa Oaks. And Army Wife sat chilly third, saved ground, and then drew off to win the mile and a 16th contest by three plus lengths. Uh, then it was the showcase horse, K Nix Go, as I believe is supposed to really be pronounced, but we're going to call it Nix Go. Uh, in the Cornhusker handicap, this thing was over shortly after the gate opened from flag fall to that's all. He did not disappoint. Uh, he, uh, just dominated the whole way. He was a three to five shot at the windows. Wasn't the biggest or the most competitive field. Actually, he got $3 and 20 cents to win. He went wire to wire. And according to Brad Cox right now, after that one, it really looked like a public workout folks. Uh, looks like he'll be pointing to the Whitney. We'll get on that when we start looking at some of our races of the week. But, uh, anyhow, Joel, in the saddle for that one. And then on Monday, back at Belmont Park, uh, trainer Chris Steve Clement gave him a leg up aboard Gafo, I think is how you announce, you announce it, in the Grand Coutier Stakes. This one, a long one, a mile and a half on the turf, got the job done. Weekly stats, 22 starts, five wins, three seconds, six thirds, 22% win percentage. But here's the important thing. Total purses of $608,270. All right. Holiday weekend results. Let's start with the races that we looked at. Already let the uh, Nick out of the bag. Of course, uh, took the Prairie Meadows Corn Husker. Uh, that was 300000 Not bad for a public workout. One by 10 and a quarter lengths. Uh, so, and as I said, they're pointing to the Whitney. And then, of course... If things continue to go well, we'll try his uh, uh, stead at the Breeders' Cup Classic. In the second spot was Last Judgment, who chased Nick's go all the way around in second. One of those legendary Mike Maker claims. He gets him for... Watch out when you put a horse in for an optional claim or 62000 because Maker picks them off and turns them into graded stakes winner. Last judgment, second in this race, won two graded stakes races before this one, uh, the Pimlico Special and the Tampa Bay Challenger. Those were both grade three in wire-to-wire fashion. Uh, then uh, we went to the Iowa Oaks, and as we said, Army Wife, perfectly rated on the rail by Joel Rosario, got the job done over the lightly race. She's a mystery who uh, was game in only her fourth lifetime start. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. She's a mystery. Pauline's Pearl, the close second favorite, finished third. And then in the Iowa Derby, of course, uh, Stiletto Boy, upset time, paid 35-40, wire to wire, stole it, jockey change, 
Jose Ortiz gets the call and takes home the win aboard Stiletto Boy. Second spot was Flash of Mischief, who went off at 12 to 1. And third was Gage Town, who was the second choice in the field. A Cox trainee with Florent Giroux up. And let's not forget the legendary suburban stakes at Belmont Park, where they kind of come out of the clubhouse turn and uh, uh, get into it. It wasn't a big field. There was only six, but it was packed with stakes horses. Moretti on the inside set the pace, but weekend, everybody thought Mystic Guide was going to just eat him up, but uh, Ricardo Santana placed Max Player forwardly, something that this horse had not done, and decided to go out towards the lead and put in a gutsy effort. Mystic Guide came through uh, the inside and then started getting out a little bit in in mid-stretch. But uh, Santana and Max Player dug down hard and got a gutsy victory in the grade two $400,000 Suburban. It was a good effort by Mystic Guide. Still don't know what that was coming out of it. Maybe it was a little bit of Luis Saez uh, doing some race riding. Not sure about that. And third was the second choice, Happy Saver, who was undefeated coming in to the Suburban. All right, those are the races that we look at. Obviously, a lot of other races were uh, were out there. If you watched last night at Indiana, uh, Soothsay, man, keep an eye on this horse, just lost all chance at the start of the gate and got up by the shortest of heads, trained by Richard Mandela. And uh, I'm telling you what, Flavian Pratt just did an outstanding job with Soothsay. Remember that one? And Mr. Wireless finally gets headlines, got his first stakes win in the Indiana Derby. Odds-on favorite Folsom finished third, uh, settling in last, and uh, too little, too late. Anyhow, Mr. Wireless picked a good time to get his first stakes win, the $300,000 Indiana Derby. All right, well, that's a look at what happened last week. Now we're going to take a quick break and we come back and take a nice ride down to Windstar Farm. We'll be talking to Mary Cage and the new Wind Partners program at Windstar Farm. I'm John Engelhart and you are listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
BUSR brings you the best options for Triple Crown season, and now is the time to get in on the action. Bet on the Kentucky Derby with BUSR. Enjoy daily rebates and cash bonuses, including up to a $500 welcome bonus for winning Ponies listeners. Enter promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, when you sign up at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Again, that's promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Bet with confidence. Bet with BUSR. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right. As I told you at the top of the show, we all sit around the tables, whether you're a state-bred organization, a national organization, a, a major farm, and we all look at each other and say, how do we get more people into the game as owners? And I think the, the sharpest people have come up with the solution saying, well, let's put together partnerships. If I've told you in the past, I've always been a part of uh, smaller partnerships, uh, and it was a great way to get get in the game before maybe branching out and having a couple on my own. But it was a fun uh, kind of up beat atmosphere sharing it with friends and we started cheering for each other's horses and things and so partnerships is the way to go and right now it's something that legendary windstar farm has taken up and with us this evening is mary cage who is the windstar stablemates director now she's going to explain to us the ins and outs of joining the partnership but hey i didn't want to start the cart before the horse is hooked up mary cage welcome to winning ponies how are you i'm good thank you for having me really appreciate it well now uh, are you a texas girl that emigrated to kentucky I am, yes. I'm originally from the kind of Dallas, Texas area, but I uh, actually interned for Windstar two different summers during college and then found myself back here full time. All right. Now, um, from what I understand, it's not like you came into a cold that you, you kind of grew up around horses. Is that a fact? Yes, I did. I grew up showing uh, mostly quarter horses in Appaloosas, but I'd been a racing fan. Um, from a young age and just kind of went to the races with, with my parents. And after a trip to Kentucky, I believe I was in the fifth grade, I was sold at that point. And so um, kind of got my foot in the door by starting my own blog. And, um, you know, that kind of led to a few things. And I guess the most notable was I reached out to, to Bill Kasner, who is one of the original owners and co-founders of Windstar, and so it happens that uh, his ranch back in Texas is only 20 minutes from where I lived. So he invited hey. me out to, to visit Well-Armed and not only visit Well-Armed, but ride the Dubai World Cup winner. And uh, we stayed in touch. And uh, that's basically how I ended up where I am today. So can't thank him enough for that. That's for sure. 
I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. You got to ride a Dubai Cup winner? A few times at this point, yes. Now, uh, has he moved to dressage to show, or was it just, hey, here he is, let's put a saddle on and take him out in the in the paddock? How did it work? Uh, I mean, they, they ride him a decent amount. He lives a good life down there at Bill's Ranch uh, in a town called Flower Mound. Uh, Bill actually has a pretty amazing facility down there, and so this is a very large indoor arena where Bill actually does a lot of team roping, none of that off of well-armed or anything um, so I rode him around in that arena, but he'll ride Western or he'll ride English. He's a very intelligent horse, obviously. That's got to be pretty awesome to feel something like that underneath you. I mean, uh, that that's a fantastic opportunity uh, for anybody. But it, it seems to me, Mary Cage, uh, uh, your life's kind of been right place, right time leading up to this right position for you. I mean, I've just, from the get-go, try to find a, a multitude of experiences within the industry because there's so many different facets of it. So, yeah, in, in addition to having that blog, I was able to get some media credentials. I did some work for Horse Racing Nation. So I went to Breeders' Cup, Keeneland, Belmont, things like that, and photographed, wrote articles. And um, I did that for the Texas Thoroughbred Association as well since I was you know, passionate about racing in my home state. I did those internships here at Windstar, and then after college, I went on to work for, for Grand Motion, which was a really remarkable experience, getting to learn from a great horseman and being around those horses. Uh, I worked at my home track, Lone Star Park, for a while, both as a marketing quarter, coordinator and racing official, and then I found my way back to Windstar, which worked out since I've um, always been passionate about partnerships as you discussed and you know of course it was just natural to come back to the Windstar team all right well let me i'm gonna pull up Windstar's site real quick here and uh, well the first thing that hits me is that uh crystal ball was one of the horses that was offered in correct me if i'm wrong but your last partnership and that horse went on to win the quarter million dollar lady jacqueline Yes, she was in the, the 2020 syndicate, and she's also part of our 2021 syndicate this year. Um, so, yes, this past weekend, or a couple weekends ago now, she won the, the Lady Jacqueline up at, at Thistledown. It was her first stakes win, but she did run second in the Grade 1 Coaching Club American Oaks last summer for our partnership. And luckily enough, our own Paris Lights was the filly who finished in front of her. So, Winstar Stable Mates ran 1-2 in a grade one at Saratoga last year, which is pretty special. And I think the the vision from it from the get-go is to give people the opportunity to have the ownership experience at the highest level of the game. And, you know, Phillies like that have uh, thankfully made that possible. All right. Now, Mary Cage, Windstar Farm, I want you to walk me through it. I'm kind of excited. I'm thinking I want to get in the game, but man, you know, I don't have $50,000. I can't, I can't get a Windstar horse. Um, I approach you. What do you, what, what would I get for my initial investment? One horse, two horses, five horses. Um, how does it work and how does Windstar choose the horses uh, that will be in each year's package? So the way it works is every year it's, it's a one year uh, lease of the racing rights for a group of fillies. 
Uh, a lot of them are Windstar homebred fillies that we've chosen to keep. And usually it's ones that we think have, um, you know, value as a broodmare looking down the road as well. Or in the case of Crystal Ball or another stakes-winning filly we've had, Gulf Coast, you know, they were sales purchases. Um, so it's always fillies since they're the ones that um, we'd like to keep as part of our, our broodmare band. And like I said, it's a one-year racing lease. So there's technically 100 shares available for purchase each year. And each shareholder puts up an amount to cover training costs plus an an admin fee. And so, for example, this year we had 10 fillies in the offering. And so the way we, you know, kind of estimated that with our accounting department and past costs and things like that, we charge each share $5,000 for the upfront training costs and then a $750 admin fee. Um, So all together... To you know, get the experience on on ten top class fillies was five thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars, and that included you know two fillies that have um, won or, or placed at the grade one level. Um, and so you know, between everybody who who buys a share, those costs all goes go towards their training costs and the cost of their care. That way, um, you know, there's no additional there should be no additional fees throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, um, the cumulative amount, you know, between their their earnings after all the fees that you pay for um, is then divided up between the shareholders at the end of the year. All right. So um, I at the conclusion of their racing career, uh, you don't stay in as one of the owners of the broodmare. Then it goes back to the farm. Is that correct? That is correct, um, though I do like to keep our uh, stablemates updated on the ones that are in our broodmare band, what they're up to. So, you know, each year when they when they have a fall or whatever, I, I send out an announcement about that, try to keep them updated on photos. So, you know, you're not responsible for those mares any longer and, um, you know, don't get as many updates as the ones that are currently racing. But they're definitely still part of the, the stablemates family, if that makes sense. Um, now, how would I, all right, you've piqued my interest. Uh, how, how would I get a peek at the package that's available for next year or this year? I don't know what the cutoff date is. Sure. So since it is a year-long lease, um, we find that it's only fair um, that, you know, we do cut off enrollment um, a bit earlier in the year. So unfortunately, there is no longer any enrollment available for the 2021 um, syndicates of the Phillies that are currently running under our banner. Um, but we plan to, you know, later this year, this fall, um, kind of gather up what Phillies we plan to um, have in our syndicate going forward next year. Um, and, you know, we would imagine that the ones currently racing, um, should they stay sound um, and healthy, especially the younger ones, two- and three-year-olds, um, will likely be in it again next year. And, of course, we have some, some yearlings that will be two-year-olds next year that we have already kind of set aside in, um, in hopes of adding them to the syndicate next year. Um, so basically, you know, obviously, like I said, we're, we're closed for enrollment for this particular year's um, syndicate since the year is more than halfway over. But I always welcome people to reach out to me with any sort of interest, and I add them to my list to reach out to for as enrollment starts up for the 22, 2022 syndicate. 
um, which we'll send information on uh, later the, towards the end of the year. Um, and on our, our website, we always have, we'll have a flip book available that's kind of a brochure for um, information on how the syndicate works, uh, you know, what the membership entails, and then all the fillies that will be in that year's syndicate. So it'll have a confirmation photo of the filly, um, her full pedigree page, and, and just some notes about her and if she has, if she's raced before, kind of her race record and accomplishments. Um, so right now our, our, our website is showing what the 2021 offering is, and then we will do the same for 2022. Okay, so I can go up and see, uh, see who who you've got right now. It's it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm at the flip page right now in 2020 highlights. You got Paris Lights and Crystal Ball, and then you've got Signify, who's a very uh, well-bred daughter of the you know awesome uh, uh, Spites Town, out of a half sister to Canadian sire uh, Silent Name. Of course, we already mentioned uh, Paris Lights and Crystal Ball. You got another Spites Town in First Hour. Uh, whose dam is the multiple grade one producing uh, Just Whistle Dixie, family of Mohamed and New Year's Day. So, I mean, y- y- you're not just culling these horses. You're really giving uh, people that participate this a, a, a chance at, at a, a top-end performers. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, they're all fillies that Winstar would be proud to have in their their broodmare band one day. So they're fillies that are are bred for success, most definitely. And, you know, we've had a a lot of luck. Um, You know, like I said, like we mentioned, we have Paris Lights and Crystal Ball, both proven to be grade one caliber fillies. Um, Rock, paper, scissors, we're really excited about her. She just returned to the races at Indiana Grand at, at the end of June and won allowance by nearly 10 lengths. So we're looking forward to hopefully return. Taking her to some stakes races. Um, we're already at our um, winningest year yet. I mean, the syndicate has only been around since 2018, and um, it just seems to be getting better and better. And so I think it's a really exciting opportunity for people to experience uh, the highest quality horses for really a fraction of the cost uh, when you think about it. And like I've mentioned, you get access to every filly on the roster, not just one. Well, you know, and and it's it's kind of nice. I mean, some of the benefits that that, that you talk about is, um, if, if if I join up, you type. There's a lot more. Obviously, the horses is the number one thing, but uh, I mean, you, you'll help me get tickets if there's a race day when one of my fillies is running. Uh, I realize it's limited, but you will help with opportunity uh, to the winner circle. And I think this is cool, even because I know there's going to be a lot of shareholders that each share reserves uh gets a win photo i was in another one and you know it was nice but heck then you had to go you know buy your own win photo i'm thinking come on guys this wasn't chump change that i put in there i don't think i'm asking too much and as a former track photographer i know the more you order the more the price goes down uh that's that that's pretty cool now uh so there's tell tell me more about some of the benefits and and i'll just reel them off real quick you got the quarterly newsletter bi-weekly updates uh and you've got your own stablemates website and blog kind of tell us about these pluses i like it sure so we um i've actually increased those updates to being weekly that's a full every friday i send out a full roster update 
So there's, um, you know, up-to-date information about every single filly in the, in the syndicate. Um, and, you know, if, if they breathe during the week or, and I get a video of it or something like that, I'll send it out that day, things of that nature. The, the newsletters are now monthly, so the first week of every month um, I send out a, a newsletter with, you know, various topics, topics relating to our fillies as well as educational topics regarding, you know, different injuries that may occur in racehorses or, um, you know, pedigree profiles on our fillies, just different things um, that go on around the farm, like yearling prep or how you decide a mating, things like that. Um, We've also done several farm visits where we'll, you know, have members come out to the farm, give them a tour. If there's any of the fillies currently on the farm at the time, they'll get to go visit them, Um, things of that sort. And I've really noticed by having this sort of communication with the members and having these events and having them at race days, they've really formed, um, they've all formed friendships with each other. And it's just a really great um, camaraderie between them all. And I think that's something that, um, that's not in the flip book, but you, you build those relationships with the people who are just as passionate about, um, the sillies that you're in on as you are. And, um, so it's just a really special experience and, like I said, um, you know, the communication goes further than what is just mentioned and, and that, um, you know, even if I just get some photos of a silly one day, I'll go ahead and, and send them out. I just try to keep everybody as up to date as possible with what's going on with, with the fillies. Well, Mary Gage, that is great. I'm sure you're very, very busy down there on the farm. The cool thing is, is that you do make access uh, to the horses available. And I think everybody wants to pet their horse on the nose sooner or later. And, uh, you know, for, for, uh, you know, being part of the stable, I think they should. And that's so important. It it goes so far. It's, it's fantastic. So, we, we've uh, been blessed talking with uh, with Mary Cage, and she. If you want to know more, just go to Windstar's uh, site, and you can click right on there and find out everything that we've been talking about and more. Mary, thanks a million for joining us, and say hi to my friend Elliot Walden next time you see him. Okay. Will do. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Mary Cage from Windstar Farm. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to a man I really admire, and his name just happens to be Admire. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. And with me, ladies and gentlemen, the most requested guest that we have on this show, par none. And it's none other than the former host of this show, but he got too busy with other things, working at racetracks, being a racing official, an odds maker. Uh, He's... Hey, you know what? I'm going to let him talk about his upcoming handicapping contest. And he's a track pronunciator, none other than August Edward Meyer. How are you? Hey, John, it's good to hear your voice. Checks in the mail for all that wonderful stuff, by the way. No problem. No problem. Well, listen, hey, while I mentioned it, I'm going to give you, because you, you helped me out tonight when I got uh, in, in a bit of a ballywick. Um, go ahead and tell us about this handicapping promo that, that, that you're behind, because it's long overdue for the track you're at. You know, it's this is going to be our first handicapping seminar, first toe in the water, and we're teaming up with our partner, the Daily Racing Forum. Now, and Ed, Ed, tell them who we are. Now, we is myself. That's the lesser part of the evils. But the lead dog in this is going to be Marty McGee, calmness and handicapper extraordinaire for many, many moons. I've known Marty for, wow, quite a long time. We'll just say uh, more, more than a week. And he's an excellent handicapper. He's a great speaker. And he's the kind of guy that really brings a lot of energy. What we're trying to do at the Little Track John at Belterra Park is we're trying to get fans really involved more than just for live racing. Uh, we want them to kind of follow along. It's, there's kind of a pattern. It leads live racing, leads into other meets, and make it a year-round venture and a year-round opportunity to, to play and follow the races. But the Handicapping Seminar, we're going to do some wonderful, incredible giveaways and merchandise in the Daily Racing Forum and Belterra Park. It's really going to be cool. We're going to give away forums and daily racing uh, programs. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. And Marty and I... I I think we kind of handicap a lot of ways uh, similar because uh, we, we're going to try to stay away from a little bit of chalk, but we're going to have a great time in the people that actually come out and spend a little time out there. I think you're going you're gonna to really enjoy that 45, 50 minutes right prior to the races. And I'll tell you what, it's going to kind of pep up your day. Well, that's great. Again, give us the date, and then what do I have to do to get in the contest? Well, it's going to be July 23rd, but it's only going to be at Belterra Park. And we're going to evolve into a contest format after this. We're going to start, we've made Daily Racing Forum our main number one dog partner. We're going to start with a big handicapping seminar, and then we're going to evolve into a handicapping contest, which I will give you a later date for that one for sure. But step one is on July 23rd. It's on a Friday. We have two stakes at Belterra Park that day, the, the Horizon, and we also have uh, the Northern Dancer. And, John, I'll tell you what, I think we really are going to have two incredible $75,000 races, which are going to play into a pick four and a pick five. Marty and myself, we're going to be handicapping. We're going to go back and forth just like we did for many, many moons. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're actually going to try and impart a little bit of wisdom and, and make it a little more fun to pick some winners for everybody. 
All right, Ed. Well, I wanted to make sure I got your advertisement out of the way. And now back back to some more uh, pleasurable business. Last week at this time, I was wishing you a happy birthday. And now this week at this time, we get to wish Scoot and Boot Periutes a happy 67th birthday. I was going to buy him a present, but he gave himself Two presents by getting his picture taken in the winner's circle. 67 years young yesterday, and he rides two winners on the card. I actually thought he could pull off a hat trick, but Perry rides two winners. He had a, a, a horse by the name of Big Truck that uh, failed at Cleveland in a, in a very nice allowance race, and he came back, and I actually spoke to him about this. He said, I was a little kind of miffed that he didn't run better. I, he really looked disappointed, but you know, Perry, he's a man of few words and, and more so, more few excuses, and he came back and made big Big truck really hit the foghorn down the lane and just opened up, and then he dug in to hang on Perry style in another race, getting on the lead. Hey, Scoot and Boot did not disappoint. Uh, 67 years young, he gets a deuce on the card. It's a it's a neat little colony. We got some great bug riders. We got some some tough guys there that are on their way up and up and coming. And you're really going to want to pay attention to uh, the smaller track circuits. Belterra Park is a is a great place. You'll see riders on the way up and back on the way down, and both are doubly dangerous, can win at any time. Well, it's been a launching pad for a lot, uh, 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 most notably uh, the, the the great Steve Cawthon uh, started there, and uh, of course, uh, Rafael Bayarano, uh, John McKee, I mean, it, it's been a great place for young riders to start and to move on up after that. So let's leave that in our dust for just a little bit, and let's take a bite out of the Big Apple at Belmont Park. Uh, two of the races are by invitation only, shall we say. And if you're prepared to uh, do a little capping with, with me, let's, let's win the pick three, Ed. We'll go seven, eight, and nine if that's okay with you. You lead, I'll dance, and I'll tell you what, it, it's going to be an incredible card. And uh, I think it's this is a day that you really wouldn't want to deal, do a deal with the devil for the weather to be perfect because there's some incredible turf racing. But, John, you lead us on, and I'll, and I'll just follow as, as we always do. Okay, I'll paint with the broad brush, and then you fill in the details, okay? Uh, we're All right. We're going to start with, with the Belmont Oaks Invitational, of course, Oaks, meaning for three-year-old fillies. These are challenging races, both the boys and the girls. We're asking them to go a mile and a quarter of the derby distance on grass. Uh, very uh, interesting challenge, shall we say. So uh, we've got three-year-olds going a mile and a quarter on the grass. Con uh, Lima, a very, very uh, experienced horse, 11 starts, the most experienced in the race, is extremely consistent. 11 lifetime starts. Starts six wins and four seconds. That ain't too bad for our buddy Todd Bletcher. And Con Lima comes in with uh, the top last two buyer figures. Now, we are going to see a lot of European horses coming in. And uh, I know this is unlike me, but I actually did my homework, Ed, uh, something I failed to do during my academic years. And... uh, (laughs) The, the, the favorite in here is an Irish bred. I know uh, Margot Breslin, my mother, would be betting this horse. Santa Barbara. And uh, certainly is the class of the field. Now, 
what homework did you do there, Engelhardt? All you did was tell us what's in the form. Well, this horse was only beaten a length and a quarter in the 1,000 guineas by a horse by the name of Mother Earth. Well, Mother Earth won the 1,000 guineas, which is a group one, and then will be the favorite in a group one at Falmouth, the same track where they ran the guineas, on Saturday. So no disgrace getting beat by Mother Earth. So like I said, class is the name of Santa Barbara's game and is shipping in by uh, the legendary Aiden O'Brien and bringing in his jockey on the plane, Ryan Moore. I just think this horse dominates uh, in class and, you know, $700,000 will pay for the shipping. Uh, and and I, I, I do like some of the other horses, but I got to pick them underneath, Ed. So you go ahead and tell me where I'm wrong. I, I won't say you're wrong at all. I, I think Santa Barbara is a really nice filly by Camelot, John. Uh, the the dam has nine starters, five winners, and four of which are on turf. So you have to respect those numbers, and you're right on. That last race was actually, I went back and watched that race at the Curra in, in Ireland, but prior to that, you're going to see the Kazoo Oaks. Now, that was on Epsom Derby Day, and the sponsor was Kazoo. And so you're seeing the Epsom Oaks right there that two races ago, fifth by 21 links. And I was a little kind of uh, a little disappointed with that race. But I like Santa Barbara. I love Ryan Moore. Great respect for the, the superb Aiden O'Brien. It's a monster combo there. But, John, I went seeking elsewhere. And I landed on your first runner that you talked about was number one, Con Lima, 5-1, to one, Flavian Pratt, who's winning 23% of the time at Belmont, shifted his tack from, from out of Santa Anita on the left coast all the way over to New York, and I think it's really going to pay out really well for him in time. He's a really aggressive rider. We have a nice little stalker here, and has been knocking on the door looking for three in a row, is one for one at Belmont. Now, the dam of this runner, Second Street, is a stakes winner, not stakes place where they actually could beat one horse, a stakes winner. She has two starts, one winner, and that's a turf winner. I really like the rail here. I really like the spot for Flavian Pratt to settle in for Todd Pletcher. I think these two guys are just going to do really good work together. And with the stalker type, Flavian Pratt wins 28% of the time and 67% of the money. I see something really up close, maybe second, third, depending if there's a rabbit on the wild side, on the outside, setting some, you know, monstrous fractions. But the one-for-one one in Belmont and six-for-six six in the money on the turf sold me lock, stock, and barrel. I've got a runner here that's already won at Belmont, and there's some other monsters in there as well. But for me, Con Lima is, is, is the top part of my wager. I think 5-1 with Flavian Pratt's a gift. Well, if you like that horse, Ed, you you got to look at the odds, and you got to like Plum Ali because going a mile and an eighth in the Wonder again, Plum Ali was held in the back of the pack by Joel Rosario, dead last all the way past the mile marker, and then closed to only be beaten a half length by Con Lima. So uh, it, 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 it's awful hard to leave that horse out. So I will take those two underneath Santa Barbara and then play an all in the third spot, keep my fingers crossed for a long shot. That was the Belmont Oaks that we just discussed. We're going to get on to the mile and a quarter Belmont Derby Invitational. But before we do that, 
Hold your horses. Let's go sprint, Ned. Three-year-olds again. It looks like it could be a replay of the Jersey girl that was contested at Belmont Park. We got the one, two, three finishers in that race. We got two Louisiana breads in here, and one of them is the favorite, the victory ride going six and a half. It's not Australia. It's Australasia or something like that. But go ahead and check your spelling, folks. This is Louisiana bred, trained by Brad Cox. Jockey of the week, Joel Rosario, will be in the saddle. Uh, dominated state bred runners and then proved that, hey, she is no fluke. She's undefeated. She went from Churchill and then won the Jersey girl, but not far behind was Bella Sophia and Miss Brazil that she'll be meeting again on Saturday. I think Australasia, Australasia, Asia, Australasia is a really nice runner here, John. Six for six, undefeated. But of those, four of those were Louisiana-bred races. I think this is a whole cut of another animal here. All due respect there, and, and I'm really, really enamored with that runner. So it got me, once I, once I took a look at that, I said, okay, where do you go from there, and what, what can you find that can actually maybe be a little bit better a price? And I come up with a six red ghost. Ten to one, John Velasquez, for your good friend Wesley Ward, who's winning 36% of the time in the damn better than most, has seven starters, seven winners, four stakes winners. And if you take a look, go back two races ago, she beat the boys at Keeneland in an allowance race to lifetime and smoked the boys early in the year in April and then ran in the grade three Miss Preakness and got up by a dirty nose. She's been off for 57 days. I think John Velasquez is probably hitting a stride that we haven't seen in many moons. And the last 60 days teaming up with Wesley Ward, he's winning 65% of the time here. I love the jockey trainer combo. Three-year-old filly by Go Sapper has the breeding to get the job done. I see a real stalking move out of this. If you go back through the PPs, throw out the one turf race, and you've got a runner here that's undefeated. And you're getting 10 to 1 on Red Ghost. If you can give me 10 to 1 on Johnny V. John, I'll, have, I'll toss in your runner because I respect that Louisiana bread. That's some tough running still down there. But I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to seek a little value. Red Ghost for me at 10 to 1. Uh, again, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the Jersey girl... Uh, th that that had Australasia uh, or something like that. I'll you made that sound there. easy. Uh, I'll, I'll let John Embriel call that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just want to bring your attention to Miss Brazil, who will be the play and catch me if you can. Uh, the old uh, great uh, handicapping author Tom Ainsley always said you can measure a horse's best distance with a yardstick. Miss Brazil has tried six and a half two times. Came away with two wins, one of those at Belmont Park. So you don't want to leave that horse off your ticket. But I, you know me, I'm a big fan of Wesley Ward, and you make a great case. And for this horse's only losing effort, I had an excuse. Number one, you can always give a horse an out for Kentucky Downs on a soft track. Uh, that track is so different. Uh, but the horse had a bad bad race, broke out, and, and uh, just never fired after that. So, uh We'll, we'll keep Red Ghost in there. Well, Ed, we got four minutes left, so set your egg timer as we discuss Tick -tick. the Derby. 
the Belmont Derby. Uh, again, an invitational that is bringing in the Euros. And the one thing you got to remember, all these Euros will be dropping weight uh, as much as six pounds in some instances. Um, uh, Bolshoi Ballet is Aiden O'Brien's uh, shipper here. Uh, again, Ryan Moore will come in to ride. This horse, again, we're talking three-year-olds, has already run a mile and a quarter three times in his life and uh, won two of those. Uh, I guess uh, Kazo was not good to some of the horses that he's shipping with at Epsom uh, that day. Um, And uh, as I recall, the ground was pretty soaked that day let's just put a line through that one and if so again a bolshoi ballet could be uh, uh dancing into the winter circle the horse i got checked as the potential uh one to watch is a bob baffert x trainee bill mott now trains uh this horse has never been off the board in five lifetime starts du jour what's interesting is is the horse is owned in partnership by Natalie Baffert. Is that it? I know it's not his wife. That's Jill. Is that this is mother? It says Natalie J. So hard to tell. Hard, hard to tell. But it, it, he's got the family involved. And, you know, if their dollars are as good as uh, any others, I would have to respect it. But, John, your first case with Bolshoi Ballet, I thought that this real cult by Galileo was unstoppable. Now, Kazoo Derby was the Epson Derby. It was a sponsor there. So when you see the word Kazoo Derby, just toss it out. This was a real lackluster effort. It was kind of a scratch your head. What the heck happened here? But That's to ship favorite. over across the pond, they have to have a lot of confidence in this runner. I think Bolshoi Ballet will come over here with guns a-blazing, but a runner that really caught my eye was drawing the rail again. That was number one, Palazzi, 15-1, to 1, Tyler Gaffalion for Mark Cassie. Once again, his dam was a stakes winner, two starts, two winners, two stakes wins, and a turf win. I think that last race was a prep over the Audubon and came flying that day. When it said uncovered, got off the rail, tipped off, and when it said quickened in the comment line, absolutely rolling. Tyler G G is going to fit right against the rail with it. It's winning at 24%. You're seeing a couple bullet works there. I really like the way he sets up the son of Pioneer of the Nile, Mark Cassie, all to be respected with Tyler G., and you're seeing the bullet works in the morning, and I'm seeing 15 to 1. If I get near that, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really knock on the door with that and Bolshoi Ballet in a nice try or maybe even a Superfecta. All right, Ed. Well, as you know, all good things must come to an end, and so is this edition of Winning Ponies, and so is this conversation with you. I look forward to seeing you in the future, and I want to thank you for being on Winning Ponies. I also want to thank Mary Cage from Windstar Farm. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.